Hello, beautiful, and welcome to Finding Fertility. I'm your host, Monica Cox from FindingFertility.co, and I created this podcast to help get you to start thinking outside of the box and realize that your infertility might have nothing to do with your lady bits. Rooted in functional medicine and personal experience, Finding Fertility is all about looking at the whole body and finding the root cause of your infertility. Finding Fertility does not diagnose, prescribe, or treat any issues of infertility but what we do is take a holistic approach and improve your diet and your lifestyle to get you steps closer to creating your dream family just by being here with me listening to this podcast you're already going down the right path to making your dreams come true let's do this together Hello, beautiful. We are here live on Instagram again, and we're on TikTok as well, doing a double barrel as always, and we are recording for the podcast. I had a kind of an important topic that I really kind of want you to have all the information on because I think it's really important. Sometimes we get really caught up in the medical process and kind of lose sight on being able to save time and money by using diet and lifestyle to improve our egg quality. Now I have someone in the fertility food program that I'm super excited. She's ready to take charge of her life and she's got a few autoimmune issues that might be really hindering her fertility. So she's excited decided to change up her diet. She's decided to cut out, I think, dairy and sugar, which is a great start. Even if you have a known autoimmune issue, sometimes looking into an autoimmune paleo diet seems super overwhelming. And it is. It is a really overwhelming diet. And I don't actually ever recommend anyone just start the autoimmune paleo diet like tomorrow if you haven't done any diet changes before because it can be incredibly overwhelming and really hard to stick to. So you got to try to ease yourself into it. But I know there's a lot of people out there who follow me that are in my programs that have an IVF coming up really soon. And I know that feeling of wanting to do that IVF as soon as possible and get those results. But if your past history is really heavily deep-rooted in infertility, so say you've been dealing with it for years, you've had failed IVFs before, you have had losses, either early miscarriages, um, reoccurring miscarriages, anything like that, in hindsight, with my knowledge that I have, it's better to delay any medical treatment until you give your body time to heal. So I think sometimes what we think about IVF is that they'll collect the eggs and then maybe I can put them in the freezer and spend the time to focus on healing my body. And the problem with that is that if you are dealing with deep-rooted autoimmune issues or underlining health issues that are impacting your fertility, it's probably highly likely it's impacting your egg quality as well. So we really want to take that time to improve our egg quality. It takes about three months for an egg to fully mature and get ready for ovulation. And obviously, if you're doing medical treatment, that means it's um, going to stimulate a lot more eggs um, to be released 
which is what you want during the IVF so you can get some of the best top quality ones, but you have to do the work to increase your A quality at least three months before you go to do that treatment. So changing up your diet, you know, a few weeks before or even a few months before is not going to possibly help you get the best outcome that you want. I believe that reoccurring miscarriages and unexplained infertility, so if you're not getting pregnant at all, a large portion of that is A quality as well. So it goes hand in hand. If you are feeling unhealthy in yourself, it's highly likely that your A quality isn't the best either. I know in my own experience with my first failed IVF, I got no healthy eggs, like none. Um, I was only 30 years old. I was seemingly fit and healthy and there was no good A quality. And, and that's when we kind of started discovering, okay, there is a bigger issue here. And the doctors were like, well, there's nothing you can do. Just like try another IVF and we'll see what happens. And I do believe that a lot of women do that. They just keep going IVF after IVF and, you know, fingers crossed a golden egg will appear at some point. I think a lot of people are improving their fertility in small little ways. And so maybe you are getting better egg quality a little bit. But if you take a step back and put in at least three months to six months. I did a year in between our IVFs and that wasn't on the knowledge that I have now. It was personal choices, financial choices. We pay for all of our IVFs ourselves. And to be honest, probably secretly hoping that I would get pregnant naturally. Felt I was doing everything I possibly could. I was on one of the cleanest diets out there and still wasn't getting pregnant. And again, hindsight is a bitch. And um, I didn't know that some of the healthier foods that I was eating weren't healthy for me. I was eating a large quantity of tomatoes, paprikas, peppers, aubergines, potatoes. You know, these are all healthy foods. But for me and my issue, and especially a lot of people with an autoimmune issue, these foods are now not great for our bodies. So going into my second IVF, I had better embryo quality. Um, I had better egg quality. My husband had better sperm quality because he joined me on my health adventure and we got better embryos. But in saying that, we collected or we got, let's say, five solid looking embryos, really good ones. And only one of them came out to be a live birth. We used all five of them. So with my knowledge now, even though my embryo quality looked better from like the outside, we didn't have them tested. So we didn't know for sure. There was probably only one good egg out of that. This could be for many reasons, um, but my belief is I still wasn't completely healthy enough. So when we did our second IVF, we put in the best looking embryo and I didn't even make it to day 28 on that IVF. Even with all the drug and hormonal support, my body instantly rejected that embryo. So the first uh, that, that failed IVF was my body still. And then the three embryo transfers that we did with medical assistance, we used the immune suppressing drugs and I had two miscarriages and one live birth. My last two frozen embryos, I was on the autoimmune paleo diet, so I know that my body was doing the best it possibly could. So I'm only led to believe that my last frozen embryo transfer, which 
ended in an early miscarriage, the embryo quality just wasn't good enough. So it's really important. I know that we feel so time poor when it comes to infertility and we just want those results. We want to be pregnant. And I know that IUIs and IVFs, you really increase our chances and boost our possibilities time-wise. But the fact of the matter is your health plays a really important part of those procedures working because at the end of the day, it is your body that has to create those eggs. It's your body that has to nourish and protect that embryo that gets put back into your body if you're doing an IVF. Short-term changing your diet, depending on your issue, your genetics, how deep your issue is, is always going to be beneficial but the longer you're able to really do it and really uh, fine-tune what your body needs. So if you are dealing with an autoimmune issue, you highly likely are going to have to dig a little bit deeper and find those hidden food intolerances. And that's what we discussed in the fertility food program is like, okay, I've tried, I've tried gluten-free, I've tried dairy-free, I've tried all these things, they're still not working. It's highly likely you need to go a little bit deeper with your diet and give it a little bit longer time. Also, we talk about in the fertility food program, the number one thing missing from your fertility diet is your mindset and your stress levels. So when you do get on a really good diet for you, remember you don't have to be perfect, but you are looking, eliminating like 90% of your food intolerances and really bringing your inflammation down so your body is able to heal and regenerate and then go forth into your fertility. So your ovaries, your hormones, it is a process. With these things combined, you give yourself a better chance. So if you are looking at doing an IVF within the next three months and you do want to change your food up, just be aware that it might not be enough time to see the results you want from that diet. Also remember that you do, when you're going through this these procedures and you've had, let's, you know, I don't want to call them failures, but you know, losses or IVFs that didn't work, you, you might just need a little bit more time. And in hindsight, if I would have taken the time to really hone in on what I needed to do, if I had the guidance and support that I'm able to offer today, I would have saved myself a solid five to six years of dealing with infertility BS. So even though you may feel like you're losing time or, you know, like it's not happening quick enough, just keep that in the back of your mind that doing these things could possibly save you a lot of time and a lot of money. So I hope that helps. So I have a few questions here on TikTok. Does taking a prenatal improve egg quality? Good question. So if you follow me long enough, you know how I truly feel about supplements. Yes, supplements are great as supplements, right? So if you haven't reduced your inflammation or at least trying to at least like 90%, that supplement is highly likely not going to do anything that you want it to do because there's so much inflammation coming in. It's just you know, it's not a drug, right? Like drugs can combat, they're like a, a good band-aid. Like, so with the immune suppressing drugs that I took during my frozen embryo transfers, that was 
strong enough to suppress my immune system and allow my body for the embryo to implant. But supplements don't really work like that. They're, they're not powerful enough. They're there to support our journey, um, not to fix it. So when you are reducing your inflammation and using supplements on top of that, yes, they can really um, support you. You just want to make sure when you're taking a prenatal, that is very high quality. It's a very important thing to invest money into because you're taking it daily and to get the folate, not folic acid, especially if you have a MTHFR mutation. So any tips for endometriosis? Endo is an autoimmune issue. So if you are dealing with endo, you definitely want to look into something similar to an autoimmune paleo diet. Remember, start where you're at. Don't just jump into it. It's a very overwhelming diet. And the whole point of autoimmune paleo diet is to really figure out your food intolerances. And then you're able, the whole point of it is to be able to reintroduce foods into your diet. It's not something that you necessarily have to stick to the rest of your life, depending on your situation. But once you find what works and what doesn't work for you, so I can have eggs in my life. You know, the autoimmune paleo diet says, get off of them for a while, see see what they do. I've been able to reintroduce those successfully. Um, I eat some um, nuts and seeds that are off the list, but I know for me, tomatoes, paprika is like the nightshades just they don't like me. They don't like me anymore. So I just answered that um, question. Will a woman's multivitamin help put your body in the right track to getting pregnant? My simple answer is no. It's not enough to combat all the inflammation that may be going on in your body, which is maybe increasing your infertility. Sorry, I just went blank. So unfortunately, no. If you haven't been to the website, if you go to the website, there's a free downloadable PDF. It gives you my top three steps to start changing things up. And one of the steps is supplement reevaluation because I think this community, and I know I was so guilty of it. I spent a lot of money and a lot of time taking supplements. I'm surprised I didn't turn blue. Uh, So it helps you um, kind of realize what supplements are there for, what the top three supplements that probably everyone should be on and what to look for in those supplements so you know you're taking the right ones, but you really need to be um, reducing your inflammation for any supplements to really um, be having an effect. We're going to end today's podcast right here and continue on next week with more of a Q&A. Remember, if you have any questions that you would like answered on this podcast, please reach out on DMs or on the email, monica at findingfertility.co. Thank you once again for tuning in to the Finding Fertility podcast. If you're loving this podcast, please leave us a rating and review and let us know how this podcast is supporting you to get steps closer to creating your dream family. I hope you have a beautiful weekend and we will see you next Friday for another episode of the Finding Fertility podcast.